Hey there, thanks for joining Wilson and Elton again for this week's episode of Fish Sauce Podcast, where we're on a journey to find our guest's secret sauce. For the latest updates and behind the scenes look, like our Facebook page, Fish Sauce Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Fish Sauce Pod. Hope you enjoyed this week's secret sauce. Hey, what's up guys? Elton and I had a blast chatting with Lisa about her company, Nomiku, which is a device that clips onto your pot, uses Wi-Fi to cook vacuum-sealed food at the perfect temperature. Congrats to them on Shark Tank as they raised $250,000 at 5 million valuation with Chris Saka. Let's see what's cooking. Well, tell me about Nomiku. What is it and why should a subpar chef like Elton and I or other great chefs use Nomiku? I'm glad that you're interested. So Namiku, we invented the home sous vide immersion circulator. And what that means for the unindoctrinated is that it's a precise temperature cooking tool that every single top chef in the world uses. And we made it for the home, but also top chefs use it too, like at Noma, Saison, Restaurant Meadowood, Atelier Crenn, just to name a few. And what it does is that it controls temperatures between zero and 100 degrees Celsius. And every ingredient, basically, underneath the sun loves a low temperature to change it. Like steak at 57 degrees Celsius, steaks, fat, and collagen melt into the muscle, making each bite really tender, juicy, and delicious. You can make a New York strip steak taste like Wagyu. Awesome. We can impress our friends with it, right? (laughs) You can impress your friends. More importantly, you can impress yourself. That's awesome. How'd you get inspired to start a hardware-specific product? Obviously, when you are just graduated from college, one of the most expensive ones in the world, like NYU, and you just finished your PhD, um, which is what my husband just did, you have very limited resources. So what we did was that we made open source DIY kits that we taught at makerspaces across the United States to the point where we amassed this community and they were like, you've got to make this plug into the wall, just like plug and play. So we went to China with Hackcelerator, the world's first hardware accelerator. And from there, we made our first product, um, which is the first ever home sous vide immersion circulator called Namiku. And we, uh, one week before our wedding, we begged our wedding videographers with our prototype, like, please, could you help us make a Kickstarter video? And we became the number one most funded project in our category that year. Awesome. You did mention coming out of NYU. I looked it up. You studied journalism, metropolitan studies, and American studies. How much of that helped? My my journalism major helped deeply, so deeply in what I'm doing now, running a company. Because and when you're a journalist, you change your perspective week from week. And you have to learn constantly in order to write a good story. And right now, as an entrepreneur, you your my world changes, maybe even every week, every day, sometimes every hour, and I have to be able to adjust and and be okay with a steep learning curve, and that helped immensely. How did you? I mean, specifically, how did you learn more of like the technical skills? Also, because it is a very technical product. Everything you see in front of you in this world was created by a human, and a human had to learn it to make it like a bridge that's made by a human. The way even we experience nature a lot of times is invented by humans. Like we will, we will rope off this part of land to be nature. Everything had to be done by a human and they learn from the bottom up. If you realize that and you internalize that, there's nothing you can't learn. 
And were there any challenges you might have faced um, throughout the process of building the company as well as the product? So when we first manufactured our um, original device, we did it in China to learn how to manufacture it. And we were having troubles with the factory. So we ended up just living next to our factory for two years. Side side by side, turning on the lights, teaching people how to make our machine, etc. And that's how we solved that problem by being next to living in China for two years. And then the next time we made our Wi-Fi Namiku, unbeknownst to us, we had totally absorbed how to create a high-tech manufacturing device, and we moved it to the United States of America. Now everything is manufactured in San Francisco, right here on 14th and South NS. Perfect segue. So we noticed that you lived in Asia for for two years. Um, so switching gears a little bit, we're really interested in learning about how does being Asian Americans uniquely affect your personal or career growth? Um, what is your ethnic background? How do you describe the community that you grew up in? I grew up in the north of China, Shandong, Jinan, and I moved to the States in 94. I'm an American citizen, but I speak Mandarin, and I, I mean, I look Chinese because I guess I am. Most of us do. Knowing Mandarin helped me deeply. I would be so annoyed at my parents growing up in that whenever I saw them, they only spoke Mandarin. I mean, they speak perfect English, but they refuse to speak English with me. Even when I'm like describing something that's hard to say in Mandarin, they would they were relentless and militant about it. And now I reap the benefits. What would you say are key learnings that you've had while growing up in that type of environment? I think being an immigrant is such a amazing transformative experience for anybody who goes into a job. Um, later on that requires a steep learning curve because that's all you do as an immigrant. You just learn furiously. It's like adapt or die when you enter a new culture. Uh, And when I first came to the States, people, I mean, little kids didn't want to be my friend because I didn't change my clothes every day. I didn't know you had to do that. Finally, this really nice girl decided to come over to my house. Like, we dressed up. We served her a thousand-year-old egg because we thought that was really special. And she didn't speak for the rest of the evening. The next day when I went to school, I was super scared. I was going to get teased. And as it turned out, um, a lot of kids started crowding around me. And they started saying, Lisa, Lisa, can we go to your house to try that weird food? And it completely internalized for me that... Food connects people, and that's never left me. You have a really unique situation in which that you're both Asian-American and a female, right? Are there advantages or disadvantages of having that combination? Being a lady, it's... <laughs> race. Uh, racism is pretty subdued when it comes to um, Silicon Valley. I think people are pretty hyper-aware of race here, and... They're pretty accepting. The thing about um, gender is a little difficult. You can see subtle biases that happen. And it's not like people come out and say like, oh, you have a vagina. We don't like you. That would be actually awesome. I'd be like, oh, that's why you don't like me. Cool. I understand now. Instead, like they say other things and like, oh, just the, just doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. But it's like a It's a clear gender bias. You can tell by the way they stare at your male co-founder's eyes instead of you when they ask questions. You can tell by the by the nicknames you call me. Like if somebody calls me honey at a meeting, I'm just like, oh, this is over. You know, sexism and latent racism is very, very fuzzy. It's very, very fuzzy. You don't notice until like you see a pattern. 
our company is, ships a very mature product. We've shipped twice as a hardware company. And if you look at the hardware companies that get um, seriously funded, they're not by people who look like me, who talk like me, who hustle like me. That's where it's like a question mark. Where do you find people to chat about these tough um, environments? More and more um, Asian women are becoming the leaders of their own company or C-level and there are, there's actually a lot of them. So I definitely reach out and see what's up. They definitely come up with the same issues. And honestly, it's not really the other person's fault. I can't blame them. It's society. It's the laws that we've made. Um, it's what we've grown into. I really don't blame anybody that has inadvertently been sexist or racist to me. I actually just really feel bad for them that they're so asleep to issues like this. It's 2016. Nobody just goes straight up like, oh, today I'm going to be a racist. It's so much more subtle. Some of our listeners are Asian and female. What kind of advice would you give them if they're either uh, struggling in a large organization or a small startup or even trying to create something? How would you give them the advice? Oh, man. Their situations must be so different. I know from my experience, what I do is that I just dust my shoulders off and then keep going. Keep going. I don't look back. I don't dwell on shit. I don't complain. There are people who should write and study these social and cultural phenomenons, these microaggressions that, that come up. And that's not, that's not my position. I don't, I'm not a scholar. For, for what I can do to be the most effective person at leading my company is not dwell. Keep going forward. Say, you know what? Let's just uh, move forwards. Because you can't change, you can't change a lot of things. And I'm in charge of myself and how I present myself, and I'm gonna keep doing that, keep working on that. Does any of this attitude or mindset get injected into the culture of the company or the mission of the company? Oh yeah, everybody fires on all cylinders here. Like I believe everybody in my company does the job of five people combined into one person. So we have a really healthy work ethic here, and people who really, really deeply care about the company, the company kind of becomes a part of our identity, um, which is not healthy, but it's it's all right. It's I am Namiku. For our listeners who might be trying to pursue a similar passion over a stable job, how did you find that hustle and decide on that leap of faith to really start something on your own? It was in stages. It was like whatever I could sell at that stage. I love food. What could I sell at the stage when I'm 18? I could sell myself. I could be a worker in a restaurant. Next stage. Okay, I really want the sous vide machine. What can I sell? I can sell a DIY open source kit. Okay, okay, great. Next stage. Now I have a prototype. What can I sell? I can do pre-orders. Okay, okay. Next stage. What can you do? Oh, I have inventory now. I can sell that inventory. Okay, okay. What are customers telling me? They want to know the time and temperatures for things and they want to have recipes. Okay, okay. Make a Wi-Fi machine that's connected to an app that can make your that where you can make your own recipes. And and what what else? It's really complicated to make um, a sophisticated sophisticated, high-tech electronic in China. All right, all right. Move it to America. Okay, next, next, next. And what's next for Namaku? Hi, porn. Hi, porn. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Funk Master Flex night. You know, guys know what I'm talking about? Funk Master Flex, hi, porn. That's what I think about when I think about what's next. Well, we do have a cookbook coming out with Penguin Random called Sous Vide at Home. I literally wrote the book on Sous Vide. And it's already a number one new release in three categories on Amazon. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. 
one of the last questions we generally like to ask our guests is we love Vietnamese food and Thai food and fish sauce is very unique to us because we love that X factor and fish sauce added onto things. For Namiku and for you, Lisa, what is your secret sauce? Mm. Dude, fish sauce is delicious. Natural MSG, baby. Hmm, what for Namiku, what's our secret sauce? It doesn't seem like a secret that we um, we have, you know, you know, like the soup that makes life happen, the primordial soup that makes life happen. You have like this atom and that atom and the combined together to make this alchemy that is life. We have the basic building blocks of a great company. I wouldn't say we're a great company yet, but we're really on a great path. And that the building blocks for us is, you know, a genius at the helm of the technical position. We have a straight up street hustler as a CEO. That's me. I just feel like we just have great people and we're getting more and more close knit every day. And I feel like that's like what really drives me if I'm feeling tired or if I just like don't want to do something. I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do it for the team. <laughs> I hear the hustle in, in the voice. Yeah. Okay. That's very honorable. Yeah. One last serious question. What is your favorite sauce, like your actual sauce or dish that you like or Namiku likes to eat? Ooh, sauce. Mm, so we do actually have a frozen food program that's available in San Francisco, eat.namiku.com. And it's based off of some of my favorite recipes. So that right there is what's up. I also have a thing for all things with natural occurring MSG. I love fish sauce. I, I have like five different brands at home. I love my mom's fish soup. Ugh. Like I could eat that for every meal for the rest of my life. Just straight up fish stewed with like some scallions, Chinese cooking wine, and love. I have no idea. She never measures. She never measures anything. When I watch like American cooking shows of people measuring things, I'm like, what? That's a thing people do. No, 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 no. Nami cool. Awesome listening to Lisa's hustle and her love for food. This episode makes Elsa and I super hungry, so we're gonna go sous vide a steak or get a bowl of Burmese fish soup. If you like what you heard from this week's episode with Lisa Fetterman, we've got a very special treat for you. We're giving you $50 off your very own Nomiku device. All you have to do is go to www.nomiku.com, select a device that you want, and enter in Fish Sauce 50 for your $50 off discount.